What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Buckeye Weekly Podcast. I am Tony Gerdeman here, as always, with Tom Orr and also with Kevin Noon. We are live here on a Friday afternoon, Tom, uh, Friday morning. How's it going? Well, I know what time it is, so I'm ahead of some others on the show already. So that's that's a good start. Tony, how are you? What time is it where you are? Uh, well, this could be at any time when anybody is listening, Tom. So I am uh, I am ever present, and I hope you are as well, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I was here on time. I was here early, but. You know, nobody will really know that here as time moves on. But uh, yeah, ready for a little a little football on Friday. I guess I get to kick it all off with some some action. Uh, Buffalo Akron, I believe. But I think all eyes are going to be on that Pac-12 championship game tonight. I have some some mountains turning blue in the garage refrigerator, and uh, <laughs> going to have some ribs for dinner tonight. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> uh same except for the ribs you, you bring up a good point there but yeah we got uh, the mac championship game at no it's not what? the mac championship no game. no no it's not buffalo even. akron yes it's buffalo yeah. akron today and the mac championship game is at noon tomorrow yeah which is i don't know why they went away from a friday game because i was all ready to drive up to detroit and go to the mac championship game tonight and then now it's saturday and now it's like well I might still drive up to Detroit, but it's less, it's more of a pain in the butt to do it on a Saturday at noon than it is on a Friday night. Tom, do you think you're like on a Tuesday? I mean, you know, let's keep the Maction brand going. I don't, I don't think you're entirely wrong there. Tom, do your Ohio Bobcats have a shot this, this week? They are a three point underdog. So, and by several of the advanced analytic systems, they are, you know, they would be favored, but I think the loss of Curtis Rourke is not being properly accounted for in some of those. So we'll see. Uh, you know, fingers crossed they're as close to uh, as close to being MAC champions as they have been basically at any point since 1968. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, Tom, if you want to crown them, then crown them. <laughs> crown them. 
closer than anyone else in the state of Ohio to winning a uh, conference championship. So that's that's something. That's only because the Big Ten has divisions and also the MAC has divisions. But as we know, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 do not have divisions, Tom, and stop penalizing Ohio State for that. Oh, I was I was thinking it was because Tulane beat Cincinnati last week. No, was that not was that not where you were thinking? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so it is a big, pretty, pretty big weekend. Although, you know, people, we will get into some playoff expansion. I'm assuming at some point because one of the arguments against playoff expansion is that it makes all of the other games meaningless. It, it lessens the importance of games, except like uh, conference championship weekend this week. There are like two games that matter. And, and it's the Pac-12 championship, and it's the Big 12 championship. Every other game is meaningless. And the even even like the uh, what the um, the AAC game might be a, would be a play-in game this year type of deal with um, UCF and Tulane playing for a spot to be in one of those top six championship games. But you know, doesn't matter what happens in the SEC championship game. Georgia can lose, and they're still going to be top two. Or um, maybe, maybe I guess they could they could fall all the way to three if Michigan wins and TCU wins. The uh, Big Ten championship game doesn't matter. Michigan can lose that and drop all the way to three or maybe four. And so I, I think this is just one of those arguments for playoffs because all of these games, or so many of them, would carry so much weight. Like Kansas State would be playing for a spot in the playoffs. Now, does that lessen their regular season? That's an argument that people would make, but I I think you'll having more more teams, more games mean something by having an expanded playoffs than by eliminating a team like Kansas State or a team like LSU or you know all of these teams, eliminating them with with weeks to go in the season. I think um, I'm for expansion. I guess is what I'm saying here. Yeah, I, I think people look at this year's Ohio State-Michigan game and say, well, this this year's Ohio State-Michigan game would have had far lower stakes than it would, you know, under that than it did this year. And yeah, okay, but how often does a game like that actually happen? There are so many more years where 2018, 2019, I mean, there have been a bunch of years when Michigan could have, you know, Michigan didn't make the playoff, but could have made the playoff, and Ohio State may or may not have made the playoff, but yeah, it feels like even, you know, yes, you have the weird odd outlier kind of seasons like 2006, 2016, 2022, where both teams are in that like top two, top four kind of conversation. But yeah, there there are so many more games. The Pac-12 game is kind of meaningless for Utah, other than the fact that they, you know, would get to go to the Rose Bowl. Which some t- some people gang some people still consider that meaningful, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, so uh, you have, um, but you know, you, you look at the ACC. The ACC champion is probably still getting in this year. That game means nothing, nothing this weekend. So yeah, it's it, it is ultimately probably a net positive for the sport. It, where you know people will talk about the fact that the you know, it's the greatest regular season in all sports and like agreed, but it's the greatest regular season in all sports because you're an Ohio State fan. So all the games mean a lot. But for a lot of teams like Penn State, Penn State has been playing for functionally nothing since uh, since Halloween. Well, they would be playing for something, you know, the last month if if the playoffs had been expanded. So, you know, there, there are good things. There are bad things. It is not exactly how I would have chosen to do it. But I don't you know, this is this is not the worst thing that has ever happened in the history of the world. Kevin, where do you stand on the playoffs? I was not in favor of a four-team playoff. I'm not really in favor of a 12-team playoff. Um, I I guess, you know, get off my lawn, cut your hair, you hippie. I like tradition. I like the controversy of the Bulls. I'm a big supporter of the Bulls, but we're we're in the playoff era. So you can either just accept it and roll with it or you can try to fight it and you can't fight city hall or so i've been told so i think 12 is kind of a mess i don't think that's the right number but you are playing for something down the stretch even if you're a top team with the top four teams getting a first round bye now we may sit there and after four years of data find out that that bye doesn't necessarily help you because you get out you get out of your 
routine a little bit longer than everybody else and you get cold and it's just not, you know, it's not right. And the other team is coming in with momentum, whoever comes out of, you know, that five twelve game or, or, you know, whatever you've got. So I think that, I think that it doesn't necessarily cheapen the season. I think the biggest concern that a lot of purists have is it, it might cheapen, that last rivalry week that you have in the season. And, you know, we, and we've talked about that at length and we don't necessarily have to spend a bunch of time on it, but you know, what happens if the way that everything works out is you Ohio state plays Michigan, the final weekend of the season, and then you play each other in a divisionless big mm-hmm. 10 championship game. And then, you know, it's, it's highly unlikely that both teams would be in as fives or lowers. But what happens if you then turn around and play each other in the first round of of the playoffs? I mean, it's as as Tom said a couple minutes ago. You know, we're we're talking about you know when do when do two three games happen in Ohio State history with Michigan where they're both undefeated? That's that's the exception. When is when is that scenario going to happen where you could play each other three straight games? That would be the exception to the exception we're, we're, we're really getting, we're really parsing it down at that point. So I don't know. I, at this point, I'm just ready to watch a little football. I just need to see something to cleanse my mind of the last football game that I saw, which was not very good. You know, I think it probably would be a good exercise at some point to look and see how many times both teams would make it the Ohio state and Michigan game. Like how, how many times, would both teams make a 12-team playoff, and does that really diminish the game? We'll get to the Super Chat from Jordan Kapler real quick, but I just want to mention I, I threw a poll on Twitter for both Ohio State and Michigan fans this week, and I asked Ohio State fans, what is more important to you, making the playoffs or beating Mich- Michigan? At this point, I can I bet you guys can imagine that uh, 67% said beating Michigan is more important than making the playoffs, so two-thirds of the people – still would view now the timing of this might be uh, specious and there might be some bias there based on the the recency of losing to Michigan. So yes, beating Michigan is more important. And of course for Michigan fans, what is more important to you? 58% said making playoffs, 42% said beating Ohio state. So you beat Ohio state a couple of times and, and it loses the luster there. I think, I think if anything, dominating somebody creates more of an issue for a rivalry than playoffs. And I won't let you guys respond to that. I want to get to this Jordan Kapler uh, super chat, and we'll just assume what I said is fact, and uh, nobody can argue it. From Jordan Kapler, if you could shuffle teams around to play in other conference game championships, who would you move and to where? Example, Michigan plays TCU. Tom, what do you got? Um, Boy, I I don't know that. I would have USC favored to beat anyone from the other three that, you know, the the other three kind of playoff teams and Ohio state only needs one of them to play. So I I guess, I guess I'm going to go Georgia playing USC because I think Georgia would just womp USC. And I think there's a decent possibility. We find out that's true in, uh, Oh, about 29 days, but in Michigan, you know, boy, you put Michigan in against USC and uh, wouldn't that be real Machiavellian for uh, Jim Harbaugh to like, oh, mm, we almost beat him, gang. Oh, so close. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the best one for George, for Ohio State would be uh, Georgia playing USC because that's the one where if USC loses, they're almost certainly out. And Georgia would have no reason to ease off the throttle. And then, yeah, Michigan TCU, sure. I mean, TCU is an interesting team because they have been so um, they've been so close in so many games that I tweeted something out from someone who was you know looking at like post game win percentages and like if you simulate their season with how they played against the teams that they played against they are basically as likely to be six and six as they are twelve and zero which is insane for a team that's twelve and zero that's like two thousand two Ohio State levels of you know everything has to go exactly right. And uh, so, you know, Michigan against TCU, even a banged up Michigan team, I think probably handles TCU reasonably well. So, yeah, that, those those two, I think, would uh, would uh, probably probably be pretty would be games that would be beneficial to Ohio State. Let's leave it at that. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kevin, wouldn't the real answer be USC versus TCU? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been sitting here. I'm like, oh, 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 pick me. Pick me. Pick so if, me. So if, if USC wins that game close, then congratulations, USC is number three, and then TCU is number four. So as usual, you're both wrong. No, because here's the thing. Everybody has got this major major raging you-know-what over conference championship game participation. The CFP, the data point is winning your conference championship, not participating in the game. So I, you know, and I know, I know ESPN has its, you know, band of merry men and women going on and saying that, well, just being there is good enough for TCU. They get to play an extra game. And if they lose it, I mean, okay, 12 wins versus 11 wins. But not not all wins are created equal. And I just, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get the people that are saying that TCU with a, with a, with a one-point loss or a six-point loss or whatever is still fine being in there just based on isn't game control part of the metrics that people are supposed to be using and that and the game control hasn't been there so i'm just i'm just not buying it there um i think that the correct answer along with tony which is a little frightening is tcu and usc that's the game i want to see i want to see usc go against a team that has some defensive chops and tcu is kind of routed into that here toward the end of the season not so much earlier in the season and um you know i just want i just want to see what that would end up netting i mean you know i could pick some fun disgusting games you know just throw clemson in anything and it's just going to muddy up the waters because clemson some way somehow is representing the acc digital i don't even know what the, the divisions <laughs> there are anymore um uh you know they're more analog yeah i was gonna say give me unc a team you know, give me, give me, give me UNC USC. How about that? How about how about two teams that can't play a lick of defense? That would be fun. I mean, that first one to a hundred wins there. What Tom? What is the over under on that? Is it eighty? Is it you know seventy seven and a half? Like it's going to be way yeah, up it's, there. It's in the mid to high seventies, I would say. And you know, everything you guys are saying is exactly correct. If if the committee had Ohio State fourth behind number three TCU and ahead of number five USC. If that's the case, then sure, absolutely. Then whoever loses jumps, falls behind Ohio State, and then they're still in the playoff. Ohio State's fifth. TCU is not falling two spots for a one-point loss to number four USC in the pack, pack big, the big pack twelve. Uh, boy, that's that's like uh, Biggie Tupac. Oh boy, that's a uh, boy. That would be a, that would be a different kind of shootout. Uh, yes, it is a. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 you're you're wrong, and that's okay. We still love you, but you're wrong. Um, you would you would rather have? Uh, boy, I would I I really want to see USC play against uh, TCU because they have a good defense. You know who else has a good defense? Georgia. You know who else is substantially better than TCU? Georgia. It, if you're looking for competitive, interesting games, sure, okay. But for an audience of Ohio State fans, I would assume they would much rather just see USC and TCU lose. In which case, you should do my thing. 
shouldn't he? I, I forget what you said, Tom. Shouldn't it be then Georgia versus USC? That's literally what I said. Yes. But we, don't, but we don't listen generally. So um, Th- those playoff semifinals are not going to be close. Those are going to be lopsided wins for the top two seeds. If that's how it shakes out, especially number one, Georgia over number four, USC. So yeah. And if you are, if you are a person who's hoping number three and number four lose this weekend, those are the matchups you should hope for. I want to, I mean, we could just throw the Kansas city chiefs in while we're at it too, or something like that. Tommy's got a point NFL into college football. Who are the chefs? So I want to touch on this from Peace Clan, and then I'll, I'll discuss a, a, another thing that I want to talk about. So here's my question. If USC wins and TCU loses, I know that creates a crap sandwich for the CFP committee, but how do they reconcile putting TCU in versus Ohio State? And this is something that I've been banging the drum on because, again, TCU, and I've, I've heard it from the – I listen to Sirius XM in the mornings on a driving around and – and they are they are banging the drum. They are banging the drum for TCU because of you know the fact that they're making it to the conference championship game. And as Kevin said, it's never really been a a data point. Making it there is one thing. But as I said like a week ago, or not a week ago, a couple of days ago when we were on one of the shows, like if they take TCU over Ohio State and a one loss TCU over Ohio State, they're they're doing that based on TCU beating a four and eight Iowa state team. And they're saying that TCU's loss is better than Ohio state's loss. Now, if it's a one point loss, they'll have an argument. Ohio state lost by what? 22 points. It was a one score game with just over seven minutes to play. It was not a blowout. I heard Dan Mullen on the radio this morning saying Michigan absolutely blew Ohio state out. It was not an absolute blowout. It was not a one-sided game. The committee is aware of how it ended and uh, that fourth quarter and so yes that is a stain for ohio state but it is one quarter of a four quarter game and to to then basically put tcu in because they beat an iowa state team at four and eight i think that to me is is an issue and i want to take you guys back to 2017 when wisconsin was undefeated ranked number four playing in the Big Ten championship game against Ohio State. Alabama, 11-1 and at home. You hear people now talking about it's not fair for Ohio State to just be sitting at home and then earning a playoff bid. Alabama sat at home in 2017. Wisconsin lost by six points to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin fell out. Alabama moved in. Nobody said a single word that I can recall about how unfair it was, unless it was us. Alabama. Alabama. Exactly. Counterpoint. Roll Tide. Next question. Fair fair (laughs) point. But there was never any like, oh, Alabama is just sitting at home. It's not fair. Um, I don't recall anybody saying Wisconsin should already be in. Well, and and even speaking of it matter of factly, like people are doing with TCU, like TCU is already in. They're they're in regardless. Nobody said that was with Wisconsin. And that was a close loss against an Ohio State team that had two losses at that point. But I just the the it, I always I, I, I'm sounding biased for Ohio State because I'm just speaking common sense about people who refuse to acknowledge that Ohio State still has a shot. And I get annoyed when I hear uh, people talking about and, and writing about Alabama and Ohio State just both being lumped together right now. No, Alabama is out of the picture. To put Alabama and Ohio State in the same, it's like you're tying Ohio State to Alabama as you throw them both over the boat. And Ohio State is, Ohio State's still in the boat. They're they're very much in the boat. They they have a shot, and uh, Alabama does not. And for people to continue to put Alabama in that same mention tells me that they don't really think TCU should be in, unless of course they're talking about comparing them to Alabama. Well, this is one of these things where because there's not an actual hard and fast criteria. This is not like the BCS where it was just like, here's the formula and whoever comes out with this formula, like there's no wiggle room. It's all subjective. And then the criteria changes every year and you have the SEC network people and the Big Ten network people and the CBS people and the Fox people all, you know, just, you know, it's nonsense politics spin basically where it's like, yes, well, but they have the best win. Well, but they have the worst loss. And oh boy, you can't. You can't possibly think everyone treats everything as an absolute. You can't possibly think that a team that lost 40, what is it, 45, 23, 22 points at home, 
you can't possibly you who could possibly put that team in it's like well okay you can't possibly put a team in that you know how could you possibly put them in over usc because usc only lost by one point and even if usc loses again how could you possibly like yeah okay sure i mean you can you can come up with you know an argument for just about anyone you could you could put someone somewhere will say if LSU beats Georgia, you can't possibly leave out a SEC conference champion because they're the best conference. And if you're the champion, you must be the best. And therefore, you how could you possibly leave? someone will make that argument this weekend? And, you know, th- this is because of the way the committee is set up. There are no hard and fast rules. So it just encourages this incredibly stupid discourse every single year about this stuff. And every you know, I. I have at, at various points thought about going back and put together like a Nick Saban supercut or, but you know, whatever, do it for whoever you want to, a Peter Burns supercut or a uh, Paul Feinbaum supercut or whoever of just people arguing with themselves. Like, well, you got it. Look, I mean, they, mm. they're the hottest team in the nation right now. You have to put them in. Oh man, they have the best win. You have to put them in. Look, you got to look at the game control. You have to put them in. And it's like over the course of the 2014 through the present, People have argued for and against every possible combination of data points. So no one actually, believe, believe it or not, uh, no one actually believes anything and they're all just sort of out for their own self-interest right now. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Kevin, before we get to that super chat, I want to ma- mention your boy Chris Childers like yesterday saying- A man child. Ohio- Don't let him call himself the show pony. It's the man child. Ohio I mean, State. The whole story behind that. Ohio State should be out of it and your people are ignoring teams like Alabama and Tennessee. Yes, because Tennessee lost by nine thousand points to a six and six. Do, do you remember? Do you remember back quarter, in two thousand? Quarterback had his leg fall off. Do you remember back in two thousand seventeen and eighteen when it was completely disqualifying for Ohio State to have lost to like middling Big Ten teams by a thousand points? Mm-hmm. I bet you could find him saying the same thing about. Well, I mean, come on, you lost to Purdue by three, four touchdowns. How could you possibly? Okay, they just gave up nine thousand points to a six and six uh, South Carolina team. Like, cool. Manchild lives in Tennessee. He wants to be able to walk up and down the streets, which means that he has to stump for there. He also knows that instant ratings are saying anything about Ohio State. So that's a business decision. That's a business decision. I I guarantee I'll text him right now and I guarantee if he answers at this point, which he probably would, he'll probably be like, oh, and that, that and that would be it. Uh, you know, whatever. Whatever. I, I don't think Manchild believes what it is he's saying. I believe Dan Mullen does. Hmm. Uh, let's get to that super chat from Brian Legere. Uh, Ryan Day turned OSU into a Big 12 team soft. And uh, this this narrative is now it's going to continue that Ohio State is soft physically. It's Big 12. Meanwhile, as we said, immediately after the game, it wasn't a physical letdown. It was a mental letdown. And to continue just this label, we have to mention it because it's a super chat. So we're pretty much forced into this stuff. But calling Ohio State physically soft, I think, is it's it's lazy. Ohio DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Buckeye State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $200 in free bets when you sign up today using code HUDDLEUP. Plus, five lucky customers will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $200 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code HUDDLEUP to get $200 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Ohio. Plus, five customers will win a $100,000 free bet only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code HUDDLEUP. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-589-9966. 21 and over, physically present in Ohio. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. And first day, DraftKings is allowed to operate in Ohio. See terms at DraftKings.com OH. Yeah, and you know, you look at the, you know, Donovan Edwards finished with 200 and whatever yards rushing. 160 of that, mm-hmm. 170 of that came on two plays late in the game when Ohio State was essentially in, uh, like when you used to play punt block to try and stop a third and one kind of run. They, you know, you have, you're playing cover zero and you rip off a couple long ones, like, you know, like the Jonathan Wells fourth and one touchdown against Michigan mm-hmm. in 2001. It just, Michigan was not soft on that play. Michigan was just 
brought guys and had guys in the, in a different spot. And Ohio State, if Ohio State was soft, why did Ohio State dominate Michigan's run game for like two and a half quarters of that game, three quarters of that game? It, it, soft, soft was not the issue. There were plenty of issues on Saturday. <laughs> Ohio State being soft was not, you know, w- was not one of them. Mm. But it's 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 uh, disappointing or just I mean. I say it's disappointing to see that continue, but narratives continue all over the place and facts don't change how people feel about anything anymore. Um, just looking at some of these. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot that I've been starring. I've not okay, got yeah. everything. Um, this there one from a, another super chat. There you go. You had to cover zero to stop the run. That's doffed. I, I mean, <laughs> that's whack. Is it? You are selling out to stop the run. I mean, they, they stopped the run the whole game. You were they were selling out to make sure they stopped the run in a third and one kind of spot. That's not mm. that's not soft. Like I'm I'm very sorry. I, I will tell you what I have said to several people who have been extremely angry in my mentions this week. Anytime I mention even the possibility of Ohio State making the playoff, like I'm very sorry you're mad, but you're wrong. Like it, this is this is the equivalent of the. Uh, the the people who are like, well, Ohio State doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoff mm-hmm. they, after they lost at home. It's like, okay, well, that's not the criteria that the college football playoff uses to determine it. So, okay, but I, I'm I'm very sorry you're mad right now, but that doesn't mean you're right. Absolutely. Uh, bicycle shop owner, one of these started to post here. Um, I'm yeah. good with playing you guys in a natty, but give us USC or TCU in the semis. Again, uh, Michigan fans are terrified of Ohio State. They're running scared. This is just another clear example. Um, they're it, the most vocal about their <laughs> about Ohio State not deserving. I mean, it's kind of like sitting there chanting overrated when you sit there and you beat a team higher rated. So you're just cheapening your win. So now you're going around it's like, ah, oh, Ohio State, they're a piece of crap, blah, 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 blah. So you beat a piece of crap is what you're saying right there. And it wasn't really that big of a win. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking what would be a pretty hilarious turn of events here is say USC loses, right? So they're out. TCU wins, Georgia loses, Georgia loses. So then uh, TCU goes to number one and Michigan wins or loses, whatever. So you have Georgia and Michigan at two and three and Ohio State playing TCU at one and four. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, I mean you probably, God. you would need Michigan losing for that to happen. I don't think there's any way that. Michigan, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think. Uh, there's there's two things wrong with that. Number one, Michigan is not losing to Purdue. <laughs> like I'm very sorry, but Purdue is Purdue's defense is not. This ain't it. This ain't it, Chief. Is the phrase you're looking for when it comes to how, Purdue's how, defense? How good does a defense need to be to contain Michigan to like 24 points when it's not Ohio State? Uh huh. But better <laughs> better than they are. Purdue's <laughs> offense is not that great. Purdue's wow. passing offense. Purdue's passing offense on a yards per play basis is not very good. They're they're they put up a lot of yardage. Mm. They don't put up a lot of yards per play. That it's it's not going to work. Like Ohio State fans, focus all of your rooting energy on Kansas State and Utah. Do Boy. not waste any time with Purdue. It ain't happening. Oh, we'll see. Time is guaranteed. It. So Buckeye fans, get excited about that Michigan Purdue game. <laughs> Another super chat from Brian. PCU Maryland Michigan all scored thirty plus. Uh-huh. Isn't that where uh, Ryan Reynolds went for like 17 years? Was he in that movie? PCU? No, that was uh, Jeremy Piven. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That movie sucked. <laughs> you bite um, your tongue. Yeah. I mean, Penn State scored 31. Well, Maryland didn't score 30. I mean, they scored 30. They didn't go over 30. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. What's What's the question? I mean... Well, yeah, I, this is it's the same person, so I'm assuming it's all soft, and it's like softness is whatever I determine it means to be. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Penn State scored a bunch of points on a lot of teams. Penn State's the what seventh, eighth ranked team in the country this year. I mean, okay, I, I again, I'm I'm sorry you're mad, but teams are allowed to give up 30 points. That that is a thing that happens sometimes. I mean, Maryland scored 27 on Michigan. I mean, that makes that the, the, the delineation between soft and hard is right. three points there. And and two of them came on uh, a blocked PAT that got run back. So, okay, is that was that softness that caused the PAT to be blocked mm-hmm. and run back? I mean, maybe, but uh probably not. Uh, what else we got here? I think uh, from Classic Country Revival, 
I think if TCU loses, the committee may look at Michigan's performance. If they look absolutely dominant uh, against Purdue, that would help OSU's resume. If Michigan scrapes by or gets upset, not so much. I think we know what Michigan is. I don't think that the Purdue game is going to really have that huge of a of a bearing on anything. Now, if you know if Michigan comes out and looks sloppy, remember this is going to be this is week one of them fully announcing and acknowledging that there's no Blake Corum. Mm-hmm. So the timing of that, Tom, and we'll get to that. Sorry, Kevin. Well, <laughs> the timing is something else that's much more questionable. But um, you know, so it's. I don't think I don't think that there's going to be a situation of where the committee's going to be like, oh, didn't know that Michigan's pretty good this year. <laughs> um, you know, it's really took this Purdue game to show it to us. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's an interesting talking point, but uh, I, I don't know if I'm fully on board with that. Well, I, I think uh, Michigan blowing out Purdue does not hurt Ohio State at all. Michigan losing close does, but is, does it hurt them enough? I think the TCU Ohio State argument has already been decided. We just don't know how it's been decided at this point. I think the committee already, and and honestly, Ohio State has been two spots ahead of TCU every single week that the the ratings have been announced. At least two spots ahead until the loss. So Ohio State has been clearly ahead of TCU until TCU beat Iowa State and Ohio State lost to Michigan. So I think once you match them up again, Ohio State. Why wouldn't they be at least a spot ahead of TCU? Joshua Smith, Super Chat. CJ is elite when things are easy, but crumbles when his team is struggling. He doesn't raise a play around him, but relies on the talent around him to hold up. I put together some stats a while back, and this would have been October, November, about him completing like 80 to 90% of his passes in in a handful of games where Ohio State was down in the fourth quarter or tied in the fourth quarter. And his his numbers are fantastic. But there is, and I, I think it's undeniable that this season we did not see, you don't, you don't see, you don't see JT Barrett. And I'm not saying JT Barrett throwing the ball. And JT Barrett fell short. But the the level of leadership or just uh, put it on my shoulder as a level of um, exuberance that that sort of thing that you expect from a quarterback or that is the um, this the 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 romanticized version of the quarterback leader the that you see in the movies or that you see in in some games where it's like uh, just I, I'm gonna make this happen I'm going to will this like there's no there's no willing and and in fact there's some unwillingness it, it seems at times. And and watching watching that last the first interception on the the field against Michigan and you, I think it was just Luke Whipler just dropped to his knees and was like just shook his head like you know like you did, did one of these things and it reminded me of the Oregon game where you just you just weren't convinced that C.J. Stroud was going to get this done and I don't know if that's fair to him if that's just people reading too much into his demeanor. But, you know, the meme about uh, to see on the Twitter of the, the x-ray with the dog and this guy has a dog in him. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that meme re- related to C.J. Stroud. Well, you know, you go back to last year's Rose Bowl and he, mm-hmm. you know, came back and won. They were down, what, 17 points or something in the first half of that game and came back and, and won and had, you know, had to deal with you know, getting just an absolute body blow the other direction where it's, you know, you had the kickoff, they got run back for a touchdown and two guys are hurt on the play. And I mean, just stuff, you know, where you had your back against the wall and this year against Penn state, he had his back against the wall. They're down with seven, eight minutes left to go and came back and answered in three plays, bing, bang, boom, right down the field. And you score a touchdown. You know, I don't, CJ Stroud is not going to go down as the single greatest quarterback in Ohio state history. And I think, you know, I mean, you can you can do the whole body language thing on him and he, you know, his shoulders are slump at times, but he's also he has also, you know, pulled them out from behind in the past as well. I don't you know, I don't think I put that game really on C.J. Stroud, the Michigan game. C.J. Stroud did not give up the long passing touchdowns to Michigan. C.J. Stroud did not give up the long rushing touchdowns at the end of Michigan. Frankly, I think if they don't give up the two long rushing touchdowns at the end of Michigan, you're probably Ohio state's probably four and maybe even comfortably four. And, 
you know, I, you know, if they lose by, if they lose that game by eight points instead of 22 points, they think you're having a whole different conversation, which then kind of raises the question of how stupid it would is to really bet, you know, decide a team's entire fate around two plays in the last eight minutes of a game and all that kind of stuff. And to treat, to treat the Tennessee Georgia game the same way as the Ohio state Michigan game, which were two very different games in terms of how they played out. But um, you know, I, 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 I don't think you can, I don't think you can really put it all on CJ Stroud. I think there, there are play calling issues that have been broken down a whole bunch this week and, you know, not not having not not going to Marvin Harrison once in the red zone like some of that is probably on CJ Stroud but some of that is also on play design and some of that is also just you know probably not. you can just say like throw it to Marvin on this play like and there is an argument you should probably be doing that because he's a Martian and he does stuff that no one else can do and like oh no Marvin Harrison's covered tightly like I I think you'd rather throw it into Marvin Harrison in 30% tighter coverage than some of other Ohio State's other receivers in 30% looser coverage where there's still coverage there. Martian Harrison Jr. It's not the worst thing you've ever said. Marvin the Martian. Um, Brian, uh, another super chat. I'm going to assume this says uh, JJ has that dog. CJ doesn't or CJJ is that dog and CJ isn't. I mean, give CJ Stroud some of that coverage and he is going to look like a 900 pound Rottweiler. Uh, just, I promise you that. Um, Brian, another super chat, CJ strikes a pose after a touchdown. JJ tells his team not to get too high. There are levels to this as I, I'm going to assume that's what that is talking about. I, if, if you want to parse every little thing, like JJ is one of the, the cockiest, mm-hmm. most confident guys. And we talked about that. That's that, that was a, that's a good thing to for him to be that confident and you saw him time you saw him on the sideline plenty being very confident and boisterous to the crowd and um so it's not it's not that jj is too calm and cj stroud is too excitable i'd say it's the exact those are that that is the opposite of those two guys jj mccarthy will lose another game at some point during his college career and when that happens cockiness then become or confidence then becomes, you know, he's cocky. He's got, you know, he's too, he's arrogant. He's, you know, he's not, he's not a grinder. And this is, it's all stuff. It's all just like post hoc nonsense. And yeah, I, you know, JJ McCarthy going up the tunnel before the game and taunting Ohio state fans. Guess what he looked like in the first half of that game outside Mm -hmm. of like two throws, just like warmed over crap. And did he win the game in the end? Yes. How did the, how did the taunting Ohio state fans look? 15 minutes into that game, 20 minutes in that game when Ohio State was up and Michigan couldn't get anything going. And, you know, I don't think J.J. McCarthy's confidence had anything to do with Cam Brown failing to shove a guy out of bounds. Like, you can you can chalk that all to, you know, look, look at the 70-yard touchdown J.J. McCarthy threw. Like, okay, that's fine. But yeah, there was there was stuff – a lot of things went right for JJ McCarthy and a lot of that was stuff that he did, but not, there was a bunch of stuff that was out of his control that went just fine for JJ McCarthy. If Michigan loses to Georgia 31 to 10 again this year in the national championship game, you know, JJ McCarthy's swagger and arrogance and, you know, confidence and whatever you want to call it, like that, then it's going to be a bad thing. And there's look at the entitlement in this young man and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I tend to measure quarterbacks by completion percentage, and J.J. McCarthy, 50% in that game, C.J. Stroud, 64.6. So I think that's irrefutable. Um, Texas I measure sport, him by height. Again, C.J. Stroud, 6'3". J.J. McCarthy, barely, barely, barely there at 6'2". I, I, I don't see any other way to uh, to to decide that. Texas or, Bucca, uh, te- Texas or Busted comment here. Since the Big Ten is likely moving to no divisions, should the game be moving up a few weeks on the calendar just to keep its significance? No. That to me is a tipping point. That's when you say, okay, it's time to diminish the importance of this game. And then it just becomes not like any other game, but it becomes closer to another game by moving. I don't think you need to move it. Uh, play two weeks in a row. See, see if I care. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I don't think that takes away the game because again, nobody wants to lose it. Uh, listen to the look at the the criticism that Ryan Day has received, and not that he's scrolling on Twitter crying, 
like maybe Lane Kiffin would be, but like I, I would, I would be, I, I don't, we don't, we don't even know how we would be reacting to having to having a, a second game, a second Ohio State Michigan game, two uh, one week later. So people already like poo pooing it or saying we don't need it. Like I don't know that that's the case. I think this would be a pretty big game if it was Ohio State in Indianapolis instead of Purdue. Yeah, and just like it would be a pretty big game in a college football playoff semifinal or national championship game if it was Ohio State, Michigan. Like all the people who are telling you this will never, it'll never matter again. Like, okay, I mean, there, there's a, there have been a lot of very overwrought reactions over the last week on any number of subjects. If Ohio State and Michigan play in the final game of the regular season, you know, how many of the, you know, of the past, uh, you know, whatever, since, since they went to divisions of the, you know, of the past 10 years, how many years would Ohio State and Michigan have played in the big 10 championship game? Let's, let's add in USC, let's add in UCLA to this whole mix. And then, you know, and then you're going to have a balanced schedule. So now, you know, who knows who you're playing mm. and, you know, if, who are you going to, who are you going to have Ohio state play in the final week to guarantee they're not going to have a rematch? Like let's put them against the worst team in the big 10 uh, this year. That's Northwestern. Okay, great. Uh, so they only would have had rematches in 2018 and 2020 one week later. Like this is, this is how it is putting teams in divisions right now. You're just, you're creating all sorts of uh, I, I think you're creating all sorts of, really lopsided garbage under the current setup where it's just like, Oh, look, I was losing 42 to three. Oh, look, Purdue's about to lose 42 to 17. Like that game is non-competitive an awful lot. The big 10 West has quite literally never won the game. So it's kind of pointless right now. Frankly, I think there's a much better argument to just get rid of the big 10 championship game than to shuffle a bunch of stuff around to try and ensure that it's not a rematch of two teams the week before Kevin the uh, the playoffs being expanded being announced I think it was it's listed as the the top six the six highest ranked conference champions I I wonder if we do eventually see the conference championships games championship games go away because we've had conference champions forever without conference championships championship games being played I think I think there's enough money to make that happen, but uh, you're going to be you're, you're going to be losing money that you could have had should you get rid of those conference championship games. Do you see those sticking around? Do you think they they stay? There's too much money to be made. I mean, okay, you can sit there and say, well, the new TV deals and everything else, but we want our cake. We want to have our cake and eat it too. So we're also going to play the conference championship game and have that and create all these other, you know. Yeah, I think that conference championship games are, you know, I can't I I want to keep our I want to keep our nice rating. I'm not going to say any of the bad sayings that mm-hmm. I would say that they're worthless. I don't I don't I don't I don't care for them. I don't like them, especially going into where we're at now. Now, obviously, there there was a different day and age in 14. Ohio State absolutely had to win its championship game uh, against Wisconsin to move up. But you know, I just, I, I'm, I've never really been a big fan of the conference championship games, other than the fact that it guaranteed me a chance to go and have steak at St. Elmo and some drinks at Kilroy's and everything else. And I love Indianapolis, but eh, I, I, they're, they're not going to get rid of them. They're not going to get rid of them unless, unless there is a breakaway in, in Division One NC two A where you go to two super conferences, three super conferences, whatever. They get their own media rights deal, and part of the deal is there is not going to be a conference championship level per se that it's going to all be baked into the playoffs. You preferred the scenario where, like in 2005, Ohio State loses to Penn State and they get to share a Big Ten championship with Penn State. You, sir. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. A fraud and a coward. I was going to say my first grade teacher, Mrs. Delcamp, taught me that. Sharing is caring. So in this world, uh, do tiebreakers not exist anymore? Because it feels like 2005, Penn State and Ohio State both would have made the 12-team college football playoff, and there is some tiebreaker procedure. And okay, that team gets to be the the uh, top four seed and get the bye, and then okay, I mean, well, it's just the six highest ranked cha- conference champions. So uh-huh. like, it, it would be Penn State at that point, I, I assume, because Ohio yeah. State would have had two losses that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. 
Well, in 2005, yeah, but they were, what were they coming into the bowls? They were, because they lost 2005. They lost to Penn State. Didn't they just lose to Penn State? Texas. Oh, they lost to Texas too. Yeah, it's a, a three-point home loss to Penn State. And you have two losses to teams that are in the top five, four at that point. I mean, that that's an Ohio State team that's probably like a seven seed. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're so you're hosting number 10, whoever, and you maybe number 10 Notre Dame. And you know, you beat them by three touchdowns and then you move on. And yeah, I that that's one of those things where if your gripe is that we, you know, you've lost two games and therefore, uh, you know, you might not get to be the big 10 champion and get the auto bid, like, okay, sure. I mean, that's fine. But that's as far as gripes go, that's not a particularly great one. No, what I would like to see when, when the big 10 goes to 18 or perhaps 20 and you you break into pods and you have, you're going to keep the conference championship game. Why not also have conference semifinals? And have a dynamic last couple of weeks of the season, where you know remember the, remember the original schedule for the, the 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 championship week schedule for COVID, and we all thought this is fantastic, and I think you you can do that again. And you don't know you, going into the season, you don't know who you're going to be playing, you know that that semifinal week. Um, we, uh, Gene Smith said back in like August that moving forward, you're not going to know who you're playing until like that, like 10 months before, you know, basically, you know, the year before, whereas before it's like a, like a three year stretch of games that they announce. Now it's just going to be one year because, uh, you know, with, with no divisions or, uh, pop, perhaps uh, I haven't really heard them talking about pods or however you want to categorize those things, but I I don't expect it to happen in terms of having a semifinal weekend. I just think if you, if you want money, there's there's a final four of Big Ten play. I, the, it, I'm surprised we have not heard more talk about something like that. Having a dynamic week where you can, we know it's possible, but you know because we saw it in 2020 or almost saw it in 2020. I think you know we did end up seeing it in 2020, but the, the fan experience in the hotels weren't an issue, but. I don't think it needs to. I don't think that needs to be a reason it stops. I'm just. I would like to. Maybe if I just we continue to. If I continue and then you guys latch on to me and to my coattails, and continue to push this idea, maybe we could see. It. Is it? Am I the only one who wants to see Big Ten semifinals? Well, I think that would be a great opportunity for some really interesting kind of bracket buster type matchups in the you know, towards the end of the season. I think the crucial thing there would be. Can you get every conference to sign on for that? Because mm. if the Big Ten's doing that and the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC and the Pac-12 aren't doing it, then the Big Ten's putting itself at something of a disadvantage. If you can get everyone to agree on it, yeah, that would be that would be tremendous. It is it is you something you absolutely could do, but logistically, it, this is one of the things where you could do it, but it makes everyone's job harder. So therefore they're not ever going to do it. So yeah, right. I mean, it's just, it, it's like, okay, well, you know, if, if it, if it involves more money, yes, we'll do it. And it doesn't matter if it involves, unless it means more work, in which case, no, that doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would be very difficult. You could also figure it out three weeks in advance and just kind of go, you know, have, you know, Hey, Ohio state and Michigan, you are, you know, Here's how. Here's the standards. Yeah, look, you're at the pod top play early. You need to finish your pod play early, so then you kind of know what it would look like. I, I doubt they're going to like pod pods because pods is here are the four teams, and you all it's just a round robin of you four. I think they're going to have protected rivals because if you try, if you go back and try and do it in pods, you're going to have a bunch of stuff that's like this doesn't like this doesn't work. The you're you're missing these crucial rivalries. I don't think it's going to be true pods or it's like, you know, Northwestern, the Great Lakes pod champion of 2027. Like, I don't think you're going to have that kind of thing. It'll just be sort of you have three protected rivals. Mm-hmm. Everyone has three protected rivals. And, you know, they just because someone is your protected rival doesn't mean that they're going to be the protected rival of someone else who is your protected rival. Yeah, like the pods don't necessarily be like Ohio State may be in Maryland's pod, but uh, it's I think there's going to be some dynamic things. Mm-hmm 
to it. But again, yeah, everybody would need to be on board and there's no way the SEC is getting on board with that. And I also do think that that, Kevin, would perhaps even take more away from Ohio State-Michigan. If now there's there's another game after Ohio State-Michigan that is of great importance. Yeah, but again, that's, you know, you're dancing with the devil of of how the playoff is working and you're going to have several rounds in the playoff now. So, I mean, it's like, okay, do people really shut off and say, well, Michigan was the end of the regular season, but then you still have a conference championship game, hell, a conference semifinal semifinal game and then a championship game and then three rounds in the playoffs or whatever. I mean, you're, you're going to sit there and, and it's going to get to the point of where Michigan is going to be the halfway point of the of, mm-hmm. of the football playing season because you're going to have so many games on the back end of it all. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And I, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and table my argument for quarterfinals so that we can move on um, because that might even be less popular. But uh, from uh, Henry, California, Utah will beat USC. USC has no defense. You do not want it to come down to TCU, Ohio State. USC will lose. Ohio State can beat Georgia. No pass rush. Keely Ringo will be a safety in the NFL. Now, I do agree that if Ohio State fans could root for one team to lose or can guarantee one team to lose, it would you you want USC to lose over TCU losing because that then Ohio State is in. TCU, then you're still waiting on Sunday to see exactly what happens. Is there any scenario, Tom, where USC loses and Ohio State is not in? I can't think of one because if you, you know, if you look at any kind of advanced metrics at all, USC really doesn't belong ahead of Ohio state now, which that that's, that's still baffling to me why USC is ahead of Ohio state right now. Cause if USC is behind USC should be number five behind Ohio state. And then if USC wins, you can bump them up ahead of Ohio state. And I, I just, I, I would love to know the thinking because I, I don't think the thinking went any, anywhere past well, Ohio State lost by 22 points and USC only lost by one point. So therefore, USC is better. And it's like, OK, that's the one metric where that's true. I, I just I'm, I was baffled by that on on uh, on Tuesday. But no, I, I can't really imagine USC losing to Utah and Ohio State not jumping over them. But, I, you know, I, I don't think there, I don't I don't think there is any rational argument for that to happen. But I don't think there's any rational argument for the USC to really be ranked ahead of Ohio mm. State right now. So mm, who who knows? Yeah, also but if, Bama. if USC loses, then you know you just drop them. I mean, I'm just devil's advocate there. I agree mm-hmm. with Tom that that USC should have been five, but you know, I guess the you know they're they're doing exactly what they say they're trying not to do, and that's you know you know forecasting and you know looking ahead or whatever. And and honestly, the they're there's no reason necessarily to be looking at an upcoming game with Utah when you're ripping up the sheet and it's supposed to be the sheet for that week. And, and it didn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and maybe spend the, the rest of the show on this comment question from Matt. Is the rumor true that Ohio state requested to not be selected for the Rose bowl? And so talking with somebody from Ohio state on Tuesday, there was there was the thought that OSU would tell the Rose, well, hey, you know what? We're not, we would never say no, but please don't make us say no. And if you'd prefer to have Penn State be happy to go, that would be great because right now the interest from the fan base and even from perhaps the, the program itself isn't there for the Rose Bowl two years in a row. And so please go ahead and select Penn State and they would be thrilled with that. And I, you know, you you hear that and there are so many different ways and tangents you can go. Ohio State basically turning down the Rose Bowl saying, you know, we don't want it, don't need it. It's not something that we're interested in. I think it's it's 100% based on the fact, or 50% based on the fact that they were just there last year, 50% based on the fact that they lost to Michigan. So the interest is down for anything after you lose to Michigan, especially in immediate uh, aftermath. So I think those are the, the two obvious reasons. And so, yeah, it is, uh, from, from what I've, from what I was told, it's definitely true. And Tom, I know you have no particular opinion on this. 
Yes. Uh, as far as the greatest venue in college football versus uh, a cement thing in a cement rectangle in the middle of a parking lot in Hollywood, Florida. Yes. Very much the same thing to me. Could be either one is fine. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's bizarre that Ohio State has chosen to like self-impose the no repeat rule for some reason. <laughs> like, and let's be super, super clear. Ohio State is, you know, concerned about this because they're worried about losing money on having to, you know, not sell their ticket allotment or whatever. That's that's the reason. And I I just that that to me is uh in a time when college football and there's concern about college, you know, getting away from college football traditions and, uh, you know, the things that made college football great, just giving the, uh, no, we have Rose Bowl at home. We don't need that. Like that, that, that to me is like beyond the pale, but whatever, everyone's going to do whatever they're going to do. So yeah, if it's Clemson in the orange bowl, like that's fine. We'll go down and cover that game and it'll be fine and whatever, but, um, yeah, I, that, that to me is, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's people in charge of the program who did not grow up as part of, you know, be, being part of the program is, is kind of what that is to me. Kevin, your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time with it. I understand the methodology and everything else. The reasoning of Fans are not exactly all that jazzed about it. As somebody said, $800 flights. I'd like to see where you're getting an $800 flight. It's closer to 1000 I think. Um, just there last year. I mean, all the opt-outs. We're now in the era of the opt-outs. I mean, how many people? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a long way and a lot of money to spend to go see, you know, kind of a preview of the 23 team in terms of a lot of positions as you see certain players not go. Um, I don't know. I just don't know how much excitement, you know, the thing is when this first started coming out, people had come up with this fanciful idea that it was going to be Ohio state, Alabama in the orange bowl, but the ACC has a tie in there. That's where, you know, that's where their champ goes unless they go to the college football playoff. And the only way Clemson is going to the college football playoff is with a ticket. So unless you get really some weird dispensation there. And I don't know why Clemson would be like, well, we're, no, we're, we're, we're game. We'll go out to the cotton to go play. Nobody. Um, you know, I just don't know how you'd make that work. So it's Clemson, you know, Ohio state fans can't beat Clemson enough. I get that. I understand it's not necessarily been a common occurrence, but to get a two game winning streak over them would be, would be great uh, for Ohio state fans and, and build some momentum going into the season. But, I don't know. It's, this all used to be about going to the Rose Bowl. That was that was the end all be all. That was the prize. That was the grand prize. And to have an opportunity to do that and just saying, "Nah, we're good," just feels a little foreign to me. I, I just while you were talking, just looked up. Uh, you want to guess what flights from Columbus to Fort Lauderdale on Southwest cost on the twenty eighth and the thirty first, going two days before the game and coming back the day after? About the same. Seven hundred. Yeah, about $1,100. So congratulations. Like, okay, cool. So you get to go to Miami instead okay, of... Cool, hook them. Yeah, I, to me, it's just kind of whatever. I mean, like, there, 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 are, there are many things to uh, question uh, at the moment, and that is certainly one of them. Well, Tom, you are in favor of all of this NIL stuff. You are in favor of the transfer portal. <laughs> you are now seeing what you have sown. You, you have to now reap it and take it and accept it and uh i blame you i blame you tom i honestly do but also uh, talking with somebody in the the clemson sphere they they are so convinced that the tigers are going to beat north carolina so that uh, ohio state north carolina in the orange bowl Mm. I don't know if I want to see Drake May throwing all over these guys. Well, Drake Drake May does does Drake May is it like when uh, Cuban players would come to the U.S. for like the Pan Am games and with Drake May is Drake May going to try and hide in the wheel well of the Ohio State team playing and going home? Please He's take hide in the Dewan Jones jersey. They'll never find him. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Dewan's not playing. That's that. I mean, he'll still have one. They'll still have one around, and he'll just r- wrap himself up like like where they would in like the mob movies where they would have the rug and they would put the body in the rug. He's just gonna roll himself up in a Dewan Jones jersey. 
it, it, I, just, I just want to Go ahead. I just want to clarify. I don't know for sure that Dwan Jones is not playing, so don't run with that. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if. I mean, that would be certainly uh, bet the over. Is I think my analysis on the potential Ohio State North North Carolina game bet the over, but uh, it would be it would be an entertaining game. I don't know if it'd be a good game, but it would be an entertaining game. And the last thing, and I I, I also will want to. I, I just want to say uh, Tennessee got blown out by Georgia. Nobody said they should be eliminated until they lost their second game. Nobody had an issue with Tennessee making the playoffs until they lost their second game. And if, and, and so I just want to throw out there because I didn't get a chance to say that earlier. This from Justin Courtney. Could you three please comment on how you would feel to watch Michigan win a national championship with all the aspirations Ohio state fans had at the beginning of the year? I think it would be fantastic for the big 10. If somebody other than Ohio state won a playoff game won a national championship. It has been uh, other than Ohio State. When was the last time a Big Ten team won an entire national championship? Was it been Ohio State in like 1968? Like prior to Ohio State winning a, a full. When was the last non-Ohio State full national Actu- championship team? Well, I mean, actual team in the Big Ten because Nebraska won a bunch in the 90s and Penn State won in 1986. Mm. Yeah, but no, actual, actual team mm-hmm. in the Big Ten while, to win. While a member of the Big Ten. Oh, Mich- never did it. Michigan State in 1966, I think. And I don't know if that was an I don't know if that was an outright national championship. I feel like they might. I think they don't won give me this UPI two, crap. I think they won two, and one of them might have been a consensus, and one of them was a split. But you know, I mean, yeah, you're getting back to you're getting back to uh, like mm-hmm. Marshall plan days pretty pretty quickly there because Michigan hasn't won an outright one since 47, 48, something right. like that, 47. In 66, the AP gave theirs to Notre Dame uh, and, and multiple other outlets, including UPI, NFF, but like NFF split at National Football Foundation. Michigan State had CFRA, whatever that is, HAF, NFF, and PS. So – None of those were necessarily any of the major organizations. Market X saying Minnesota in 1960. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, so that was, yes, that was, that was API and UPI gave it to them in 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 60. There are others that claim it because that's how it was in the bowl era and fantastic. Everybody gets a national championship, but yeah, yeah, and I, I see people mentioning Michigan in 1997. That that, that was, was a split a national championship. That yeah, was a half split. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like undisputed yes. national champs you've got to go uh 60 some years to find a non-ohio state team i mean yeah uh, michigan winning the big 10 would be fantastic for or winning the national championship would be fantastic for the big 10 mm-hmm. anything else guys before we get out of here i think we've gone an hour i know people want to get to their lunch including tom and kevin not tony he doesn't eat food <laughs> just a just a paste just a slurry a, a like robocop paste <laughs> all right that will do it i want to thank you all for joining us thank you all for the super chats thank you for uh loading us up with questions and uh, sorry we didn't get to all of them but um you know what there will be other fridays i i assume let's hope knock wood other fridays big if true yes and then um uh, you, may, you, we, may, you may see one or more of us on at some point this this weekend if a game goes the right way or something we'll see Mm-hmm. There may be, yes. yeah, I may even have a beer or two in me. <laughs> there, mm, some of the some of the hypotheticals there are more hypothetical than others, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> but it's going to be a fantastic weekend, even if things don't go your way. Remember, you might get to see Ohio State, North Carolina in the Orange Bowl. So thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>